Songs for the Cleveland Avenue Warriors. A poem in ten parts. No time of starched and ironed innocence. God-fearing elders, even godless grifters, tried as best they could to shelter us. Rats fighting in their walls. Robert Hayden, Elegies for Paradise Valley, 1975. Childhood was fun and shifts. A great play with no script. A short-lived haiku. Brick dust and mysteries. Crushed glass and vanities. It was children running about to see with blind, unseeing eyes, tripping over the winos who we knew by name and named for tragedy. We knew where the dope houses were, and the burned-out cars, where the hookers dipped out of sight with greasy palm tricks, and the best places to go and hide and blush and try to catch a glimpse. So much different than waiting outside in the rain while Mama worked upstairs to pay rent, or for simply enough to feed her howling children's many shifting needs. Kids seemed somehow to take it all in stride. Blinded by the follies of youthful pride and obligated to defend her honor, I bet y'all would fall over yourselves to tend to me if I didn't care or let you starve like the Clark family who don't eat when the boyfriends run out of beer. No. No. No, mother. Untrue. We've been scouring the neighborhood in search of gold, in search of flowers, in search of treasure to bring to you. They tell me you left soon after me, seeking the same differences, something new, more adventure, and nightclubs that close at three. I tried college at first. It didn't work. And the army couldn't overlook the trials of my tested youth. I found love and reefer, loss and pain, the trick to hiding hurts and using tragedy to serve my purpose. I learned to embrace deceit, to use the tools of past defeats. And you? Are these the things you've learned too? Or were my lessons unique to me? To be touched but not shared, heard but unseen. Either way, I don't wish that you too know my pain, but wouldn't that be a pretty strange and coincidental thing? Such happy fools were we, dancing madly beneath the strobe light of nuclear Armageddon, cutting a rug in dirty pools of a sickly yellowed street lamp's glow while bullets flew and angry men cut through the din of anarchy and rebellion, intent on securing our consumers' hearts and stamping out the forbidden desires and indignant demands for rights, for peace, for no more than fun with rattled sabers and drawn guns. Oh, how we can just simply live amidst the stench of tragedy. The skill was taught to us at the breast and fed to our infant minds like cautions against hot stoves and broken glass, the edges of coffee tables and a healthy fear of the police. All throughout, our innocence sloughs away Dead skin, useless to the burgeoning chrysalis. But time, 
irrespective of mortal considerations. Maternal empress of a newborn sense of longing rocks the child to sleep beneath false impressions of adulthood, secreting away her tragic disclosures, the truth of aging's consequence. She smelled like a psalm, A-framed, like a designer's dress. Her hair was black and slick, but dark and lovely, coconut-scented and beautifully glowing. Not many girls from around this way could afford a weekly straightening comb, let alone a regular relaxer kit. But she kept the kinkchen dumches out of her kitchen and tossed silken bangs without pause, flicking her hair aside, brushing back stray locks like the valley girls on a cheerleading squad. Her angelic eyes and cherubic nose kept thoughts warm through long summer seasons and cold winter nights with a passion that would erupt in spring, victim to a boy's folly and the effects of such during the vernal months. Shaken up, though, early on in March, the deadly eyes still turned to greet their emperor with wicked and lascivious delight. And while most all quiet, withdrawn boys harbor a secret place within their hearts for some lost or forbidden or fictional love, the ball player's date, prom queen to some Adonal king, years removed from humility, after all the pretty boys have fallen, they sometimes can catch themselves a dream girl, resplendent in her coat of many years, if not just slightly worn. You can't find a hooker's haunts out past the woods or the Longview housing projects. Painted ladies calling illicitly to the neighborhood boys, promising delight in adult fantasy, rubbing their index fingers under the noses of those bold enough to venture close. You like that, they'd ask, cackling and crying out over rouged shoulders to weary-eyed associates. Yeah, girl, this one here, he almost ready. What better lesson than to learn? When poverty extends its superfluous form into many small and mundane places, it teaches children in different ways than does suburban educations. There was a familiar face in the papers, though listed only as John Doe, deceased. Someone perhaps from the old neighborhood, remembered as a long-haired fellow, dressed kind of shabbily, no different than most of the residents from that side of town. We still knew the trick of hanging cool from our waists like counted coup, though. Dragon's teeth to accentuate the frayed fringes that are hot couture now, but had to be turned into a symbol then. He got shot in the ass with a BB gun two weeks from the start of our freshman year. He lived to tell that tale and many others, lured stories of dependence and addictions, ups and downs beginnings and ends to beat the band. But what would he say at his own bereavement? Would his sad, sunken eyes draw the crowd to the edge of their seats? Could the crushed and beaten mouth evoke exclamations from them all? I hadn't heard his name in years. Years? Who am I kidding? More than two decades now separates me from such turbulent innocence.
was a fool. Rushing wildly towards the sound of a gunshot in search of another scrap to add to my book of adolescence. Troy. I'm sure that was his name. I can only guess that he too made it to adulthood. Only to die unnamed. The obituaries of my Sunday morning paper. Remember Mike? The kid with the limp. Stuttering Steve or Sid the Gimp. Our strong man, Bruno. What happened to him? Or lying Lamar, who served five to ten. Is there any one of you that knows? Any one of you who has seen? Where is tight pants Betty? Bright-skinned Irma Jean. Remember Spin Around? The screaming drunk? Twirling madly in the streets till she dropped. What happened to Big Al? Basketball god. Does he still work over at the steel yards? Is there any one of you that knows? Any one of you who has seen? What of Cousin Dennis? The dancing machine. What happened to Fred? To Fred who shot Joe? Shouldn't he be out on parole? Where's Marcus? The ladies' man. Rico the DJ. Or the preacher's son. Sam. Is there any one of you that knows? Any one of you who has seen? Where is Big Juanita, who stood six foot three? Are any of the warriors still here? Top or Bobby raising toasts of warm beer? Can you remember how they used to fight with fists and clubs and raised voices at night? Is there any one of you that knows? Anyone left behind who's seen? Just where these secrets were buried beneath the streets. You little black boys need to learn. You need to learn how to run. You little black boys need to learn how to run. Soon enough you'll learn. But if you ever plan to live very long, you will need to know how to run. For every little black boy that did live long, rest assured, he learned how to run. Incense burns in the back rooms of beauty shops and on storefront altars, all laying with wreaths to commemorate the dead, young and old, long gone, and the recently deceased.